Let's go. I'm a What's up, everybody? Uh, it's uh, DogNation.com. This is Jeff Sintel. We tried to do it from the back deck of tranquil Woodstock, Georgia tonight. We're talking all things Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting. Um, after a day like today, uh, which kind of feels like a gut punch, I bet, for most of Dog Nation, I thought it was only appropriate to wear the black uh, Dog Nation team polo. Um, lots to talk about tonight. First of all, uh, we'd like to apologize for some technical difficulties on our end. Uh, we were trying to pull a MacGyver act, trying to convert a third and 39, trying to figure out how we could get both YouTube and Facebook on live. We were not unsuccessful. I guess it's par for the course with what happened to Georgia's star receiver today and also Georgia's uh, women's basketball team who had such a fantastic uh, attention-grabbing season. Uh, doesn't seem like uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the fortunes are going our way today. Nonetheless, I bet everybody out there is hoping Georgia's fortunes go a little bit better tomorrow. That's with the case of five-star athlete uh, Malachi Starks. Malachi is a a gem of a recruit in the uh, 2022 recruiting cycle. That's kind of what we're, the focus of our show is about tonight. As always, Before the Hedges is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, this, this Before the Hedges weekly show will also translate into a podcast on the Apple Podcast platform, um, also on uh, SoundCloud, also on uh, Spotify, and also on um, on those three channels. So uh, got a lot to get to tonight. I know it's getting later in the hour, so we're going to have some a little bit of giddy up in our step. The first thing we want to share with you guys is that a recent interview we had. This was on Sunday at the Under Armour All-American Game Camp. This was with five-star athlete Malachi Starks. Malachi Starks will have a ceremony tomorrow at the Jefferson Civic Center. Uh, festivities, I'm told, will take place at 5.30. Uh, PM, but the announcement won't come until about 6.50 uh, PM from Jefferson. Of course, Dog Nation will be there. Uh, Malachi Starks is the number one target for Georgia uh, so far in the 2022 class on our Before the Hedges top targets list every week. Uh, he's down to a decision between Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Do you want to hear the latest? That's what's on the mind right now of Malachi Starks. We're less than 20 hours or so, 21 hours or so away from that decision. Let's take a listen about what Malachi had to say about his pending choice right here on Before the Hedges. Malachi, I guess you're, you're here. It just can't work out. I guess that's probably bugging you a little bit, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you're doing track now. Tell me what you can do athletically, what you're cleared to do right now. Um, I'm cleared to run. Uh, I just can't do anything with contact. And I see you've got a glove on while you're long jumping, I guess. Yes, sir. How far are you long jumping? You've never done this before, right? I haven't. That was my first time long jumping. My first my first long jump was a 22, one and a half. You used to triple jump or no? Uh, no, sir. You can't do that anymore, no, sir. Um, well, what are we, four days away, five days away? Five days, sir. How, how are you feeling? Um, I'm excited, you know. It's been a long journey. Um, it's kind of been a crazy ride for me. Uh, I'm really excited. Do you know? Have you figured this out yet? Um, I haven't. I, I thought I did, and I thought I didn't. Um, I'm really close, but to say I have one school right now, I, I would be lying. What are you still? Are you circling? Are you circling among two? Are you circling among all three? Um, I'm circling among two. Among those two? Yes, sir. Um, and you prefer to keep that private, I yes, guess. Yes, sir. Um, what's the hard part? Can you tell me the, the stumbling block between one and the other right now? What's the uh, What's the hard part? Finding my place. Um, 
because I feel like those two, I'm a good fit for both of those two schools. I just don't know where I would be the best fit at. And both schools just hammered you the last week with virtuals or are they, they giving you peace? It's, it's a little bit of both. I haven't took any virtual visits. I've been on the phone with a couple people, um, but they've also kind of been keeping their distance a little bit, which has been nice, um, so I can't complain. I think the most important part of your story here, no matter where it is, is who you're doing it for. And you just verbalize, you know, other guys are backing up, backing up, but I think you're going to keep that day because it's a way to honor dad. Why, why does it make so much sense to still do it on Thursday when visits are open, opening up in 12 weeks and you could wait? Why do you feel like you're ready to do it now? Because um, my dad, he means a lot to me and my family. Uh, he's a hardworking man. He works to keep our food on, uh, on the table and uh, roof over our head. Um, so to honor him in that way, because it's a big deal to him and to my family. Um, and he worked hard. And I am the person I am because of my dad. So um, just to have that event for him means a lot to me. It's going to be at 5.30 or 6.30? Yes, 5.30. And it's at the community center in Jefferson? Yes, sir. Is that where you work and you do your uh, uh, no, sir. rec center? I work, at the, I work at the rec. We have a rec center. Um, it's, it's two separate places. Two separate places? Yes, sir. Um, you have a plan yet. You're going to have three hats. You're gonna, what are you going to do? Um, Is that figured out yet? I'm, I'm just going to pick the hats. Um, I've always dreamed of picking a hat when I was a kid. So um, just to be able to be in that position means a lot. And you'll keep three hats on the table, though? Or yes, what, sir. What do you do? Um, let's just, I guess, roll through them. The biggest, strongest feelings of late about Clemson, what are those right now? Um, I feel like a priority. Uh, I also feel like I'm a really good fit for what they do. I like their culture. Um, so I feel like I'm a really good fit. Uh, same question for Alabama. What's the biggest reason why you can pick up a Crimson Tide hat? Alabama, they um, they still know how to win. They have a great history of development players, and I want to be one of those players that get developed. Um, that's that's that. You've got Georgia. I know probably everybody in Jefferson, Jackson County, probably ninety-seven point two percent, probably. <laughs> How do you feel about Georgia? What, what's the pressure? If there's any pressure there, about the local? I feel great about Georgia. Uh, it's right down the road. They feel like family. Uh, I feel like a really good fit. Do you think you're going to take visits after this commitment, or will you just stick with one school? I like to. I like to take some more visits. So you will visit no matter where you yes, where sir. you commit to. Um, you would use your officials in the summer, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, I guess with everything, <laughs> when are you going to know? Are you going to get pros and cons, a legal pad out? Are you going to get? Are you going to have a prayer circle around your table and think about it? I mean, when do you think you would want to know? You're not going to go up to the podium on Thursday and not know, right? I want to. I want to know. Before I walk up those steps and pick up the hat. Yeah. So that's what I want to know. Is this hard? Yeah. yeah. Is it almost like it's an awesome moment? It's fun, but it's also stressful? Yes. Um, it's one of the most important things in my life because it's going to carry me through the rest of my life. Um, so it's a really big deal. Do you feel like once you make the commitment, that's going to be where you go? Or, I mean, you know, like you never saw me as a kid that was flip flopper, decommit, back up. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like once I commit, I'm commit, I'm 100%. Um, so I don't think there's going to be any flopping. Wow. Um, last few things, I guess. Um, you got a suit picked out? What do you, what, you got that stuff picked out yet or um, what? I haven't actually. Uh, I need to go do it. Um, I, need, I need to go pick something up. Your dad has a, you're going to give him what, a $300,000 education birthday present, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Did he say anything to you about doing it on his birthday? What did he say? It just said it meant a lot. Uh, I know he's really proud of me. Um, 
I know you have a bunch of love for me, so it means a lot for me to be able to do on his birthday. I think the last question is, you're here at Under Armour, you've committed to the Under Armour game. What's it like? Was this a life goal? Were you watching this as a little kid, being motivated by this event? Um, I actually didn't watch this when I was a kid. Um, when I got in middle school, high school, I started hearing about it, and then I got the invitation. I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Um, so just for me to be in this position that I am, I never thought I would be here. Uh, so just for me to be here, I'm very grateful. I couldn't do it without my teammates, my family, the people that support me. Um, it's a great feeling. You're going to have a brilliant speech right now, right? You're going to have that. You're going to do all that stuff or what? Um, I, I don't think so. Don't uh, think so. I'm, I'm more of go off the top of my head type deal. Because um, yeah. if I try to write something down, I'm going to end up forgetting something. And yeah. I like to speak from my heart. So if I get up there and I just start talking, I'll be, I'll say whatever I need to say. Awesome. Thanks, Malachi. There you go, Malachi. Obviously, just a great young man. I think it comes across every time I interact with him, and that's the same thing for just about anybody that's interacted with him. A uh, couple takeaways from that interview. I want to make sure everybody knows these were loud and clear. He said he's really just down to two schools. Um, some elements of that we reported on Sunday after we spoke to him that I think are central to the story is um, he was able to take a trip to Clemson. He told me that he took a uh, self-guided trip to Clemson um, sometime very recently, which had to be in the last month or so. Uh, it was one of those no-contact visits, those independent visits. Him and his family took a drive up to Clemson. I believe with Clemson, if he chooses Clemson, uh, that will be the third generation of his family that has chosen Clemson. Uh, Alabama and Georgia are schools that he's visited before. He was at Alabama for a junior day. Uh, prior to the pandemic, and he's been to Georgia a bunch of times as well. Uh, like I said earlier, George, Dog Nation will be live there. Malachi Starks getting ready for his decision tomorrow. That certainly stands as the biggest uh, decision of the recruiting cycle so far for the Georgia Bulldogs and for us to follow here on Dog Nation. It also um, stands as uh, the biggest story of this cycle so far, uh, nonetheless, for Georgia in his 2022 class. He's a five-star. Um, got three of the mightiest programs in the country uh, vying for his services. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, the final decision from Malachi Starks tomorrow. Another thing he said is he said that um, he told me in that interview, he has not yet made his decision. That was as of Sunday, he was going back and forth. Um, he will not have a speech. He just wants to uh, uh, enunciate what happens with his decision from his heart. Uh, usually that serves Malachi Starks very well. He also plans to uh, just pick up a hat, and he's told me that he would like to have his decision made, um, obviously, prior to he walks up the steps and he chooses which hat to pick up on Thursday from the Jefferson Civic Center. So that'll be big news tomorrow for Dog Nation. And I was just watching the feed um, earlier today, uh, earlier tonight in our show, and certainly deep apologies for somebody that's been so busy in their world that they didn't know what happened to George Pickens until we went live on the air with Before the Hedges tonight. Uh, certainly, that was not some uh, great news uh, to learn about from the Before the Hedges Facebook feed, because normally that gives you good news about things to come in the future. 
and not very, uh, very, very tough gut punch news about things that are happening in the present right now for the Georgia football team. Uh, that's one five-star we spoke to. That was Malachi Starks, the second five-star that we wanted to give you guys a glimpse of right now. You're going to see the huddle video for Walter Nolan Jr. Uh, Walter Nolan Jr. is a rare number one overall defensive tackle, number one overall um, for rivals, number one for 24-7 sports, and number one for the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, we also chatted with Walter Nolan at the Under Armour All-American Game uh, camp on Sunday. Let's take a listen to Walter Nolan. Got a good one-on-one interview with uh, Mr. Nolan away from the crowd. Let's have a listen to it right now. They weren't in your top ten, but now they are. How did that How did that come about? The relationship on built. I mean, once I dropped my top ten, they were like, oh, so we got to get this kid here. I mean, I had fun with it. So, I mean, building – I feel like building a relationship with Coach Trey Scott, not just me, but my family, I feel like it's been great. They've been having fun with it too. I feel like he's a cool dude to be around. And, I mean – I mean, he he coaching a bit, one of the best defensive lines in, in college football right now. So this this is a great thing to be around. So there's Bayer, there's Tyree, yeah, there's yeah. potentially other guys that are here. Yeah. Is that a, is that a draw to play with dudes like that? So you can just wreak havoc a little bit. Oh yeah, we always talk about going to school together. I mean, it's, it's a great it's a great thing to think about because you got to think about uh, talk talk to your defensive linemen at one school. It's not they're pretty hard to find. It's supposed like to spread out, but let's well, talk about going to the same school or. Playing for the same coaches is a great thing. Did you know Warren when you were at Warren Brinson when you were at IMG? Warren Brinson, was he at IMG when you were there? No, he was gone the year. He was gone the year. Who do you know at Georgia? There's anybody that you know at Georgia? Yeah, I know I know LC. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's my boy. Like it works on you hard, I bet. Yeah, he is. Sorry probably does yeah. too. Um when school when visits open up, do you have an idea of where you want to go where you want to go to figure this out? I don't know. I'm just, I'm gonna work my way out. You don't know a school or a bunch of schools. Have you visited Georgia at all before? No, sir. Is that one of the schools that you you got to check out? Have you ever been to a game at Georgia or anything like that? No, sir. No? What do you think is going to be big in your recruiting? Like if you're ordering a, a big meal at a nice restaurant, what are the things the school's got to have? They got to be. They got to be a family-oriented school. They can't. I mean, I don't, I don't like it. It ain't no team. It ain't no odd team. I, I grew up with that. Is you gonna always have you gonna always gonna need your teammates to fall back on no matter the good times or the bad times. And build, having a good family relationship with your team, that that's really how you start out with a championship team. I feel like that's what Georgia got. Did you um do you can you enroll early? Will you be able to enroll early? No, I'm going to be in the spring. You'll be a spring graduate? Yeah. And then do you have any sort of idea when you want to make your decision? Are you going to take it all the way to February? Or? I don't know. I might, I might take it back to February. There you have it. You've had 10 stars worth of interviews so far already on Before the Hedges tonight. Uh, you, had a, you, had to, you got to hear the good word from Malachi Starks previewing his decision. Uh, coming up on Thursday afternoon from Thursday evening from the Jefferson Civic Center. And you also got to hear from five-star Walter Nolan Jr. What do we got coming up in the back half of our show? We've got um, top targets, of course. We've got uh, a listing of some online chatter, some things over the last couple of couple of days I thought I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. Um, a good look at the overall look at the Georgia 2022 class as it's coming together. But first, this show, as always, each week is brought to you by Kroger. You heard all those messages from those five-star recruits. Now I want you to take a, uh, take a listen at a message from a five-star grocery store. That's Kroger. Um, the latest on Kroger with Brad and Adams. 
We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, there you go. That was the latest um, Malachi Starks, Walter Nolan, and another important message um, from our fine sponsors at Kroger. Um, let's just jump right into now the top targets for the class of uh, 2022. Uh, this would we call this version 3.4. There's some additions to this name, to these names this week, especially after what we saw at the uh, Under Armour All-American camp. Let's take a quick look at um, starting off with number 13. This is a new guy for our list. That's four-star offensive lineman Addison Nichols out of Greater Atlanta Christian. Addison will be making his official visit to uh, UGA the first week in June. Going to hear that phrase a lot over the rest of our program. Um, number 12 is the outside linebacker, defensive back Daniel Martin out of Marietta, Georgia. I believe my evaluation right now swings to Daniel Martin being in defensive back in his college future. Number 11 is the four-star offensive tackle, tackle Tyler Booker out of IMG Academy. Uh, he moves up a couple of slots this week into the number 11 slot. Tyler Booker is going to take his official visit to Georgia, I believe, the second weekend of um, the second weekend of uh, June. That will be his second official visit after he takes an official visit the first weekend to Florida. Uh, he's also going to drop his um, top five schools on April the 12th. That will be his birthday. Very interesting to, to ponder that development right there. Number 10, the young man just keeps moving up. The Nyland Morissette also making his um, – Official visit to Georgia on that first weekend in June. We've written about that already last week on dognation.com. And now you've kind of seen some of the official visit edits come out. We'll show you some of those as well. Number nine on the list is five-star defensive tackle Walter Nolan. He's debuting. I guess I kind of feel like Casey Kasem a little bit here, or I guess now it's Ryan Seacrest for the modern version. Debuting at number nine on our countdown out of St. Benedict at Auburndale. That is the aforementioned Walter Nolan. You had a good conversation with Walter Nolan um, earlier in our program on Before the Hedges. Uh, Walter Nolan is the nation's number one defensive tackle for 24-7, 24-7 Sports Composite, and also Rivals.com. Number eight, another young man that's moving up is Traquan Fegans out of Oxford in Oxford, Alabama. Uh, Traquan just picked up a new head coach, actually, uh, for the Oxford Yellow Jackets and Go Big O in uh, Central Alabama. Uh, number seven, Jeremiah Alexander, another prospect from Alabama on the back-to-back -back Class 7A state champion Thompson Warriors out of Alabaster. Alabaster is a Birmingham suburb, but it's probably closer to Tuscaloosa, just as close to Tuscaloosa as it is to uh, Birmingham, especially the city of Birmingham. Jeremiah Alexander is obviously a former Alabama commitment. Uh, another young man who's making his decision this week would be uh, Jalen Walker. That would be on Sunday. Uh, really, to me, it feels like it's down to Georgia, uh, Clemson, and North Carolina there. Um, he is an All-American linebacker out of Salisbury, North Carolina. Uh, number five, Oscar Delp, another young man that's making his uh, trip to Georgia for his official visit. I think he set one for um, South Carolina and Florida. Also planning a Michigan official visit as well in the month of June. That's Oscar Delp out of West Forsyth. 
Number four, Kojo Antwi. Uh, Antwi is also visiting Georgia during that first weekend in June. Uh, Delt Morissette, um, Addison Nichols, the Nyland Morissette. Um, Gunnar Stockton uh, might even have this next name up here too. Four, that's four-star running back Branson Robinson out of Germantown in Madison, Mississippi. You guys got to hear from Branson Robinson last week on Before the Hedges. What a thrilling interview that was. Number two is Mikel Williams out of Hardaway in Columbus, Georgia. Mikel has made a couple of official visits planned right now. He's got one planned to USC, I know. Um, he's also trying to work in a couple of others. Maybe he can make his decision in uh, late June. Uh, late July or obviously in August. Um, I'd look for him to try and make his decision once he takes all of those visits. Kentucky, Georgia Tech, USC, um, Georgia, those schools feel like the main contenders there for Mikael Williams. And obviously, number one, that would be the man of the hour, the man of the week, Malachi Starks, uh, makes his decision uh, at about 6.50 tomorrow. We will be live on all of our Dog Nation social channels as well, um, streaming live that decision as well. Let's go through a bunch of big names to know. You're going to see some movement here for some. Some of these names have been moved up into the top 13. Others have drifted off. That's kind of what happens during this time of year. Um, look at this oddity right now. Look at these first three names. You've got Jordan Lockdown Allen, cornerback out of Louisiana. You've got Catron Fatman Allen, running back out of IMG Academy. He's new to this list. And then three-star Marcus Allen out of Walton High in Marietta, Georgia. You would have an Allen cornerback, an, an Allen running back, and then potentially an Allen, maybe nickel, nickel corner, hybrid corner, uh, safety corner out of Walton. Uh, I don't know if we've ever seen three Allens, three young men with the same last name. Of course, they're not related. Um, all showing up on any of our Before the Hedges top targets list. Um, the next name on the list is Emery Floyd. If you guys saw one of our quick as a hiccup updates on Monday coming out of the Under Armour camp, Floyd tells me that he's kind of not certain anymore about his May 7th commitment date. He's kind of up and down. He wants to take some visits. He said it's about a 50-50 chance he keeps that May 7th commitment date right now, but he did say that Georgia remained his leader. Um, Andre Green, that's a talented wide receiver out of Virginia. Uh, Jordan James. Now, guys, I want you to keep the name Jordan James near and dear to your hearts because he's about to make his college decision at any time. He told me very recently that he can make it at any day. Um, and remember, the last time Jordan James named his leader, that was the University of Georgia as well. Uh, another name we like on this list here is Keith Miles. He's a, a defensive tackle out of New Jersey. Um, Georgia is going to take a very hard look at him, and Georgia is in his top seven. Um, Christian Miller, we spoke to him all, obviously recently on Sunday at the Under Armour All-American game. Christian Miller told me that um, um, he's got a Florida visit, official visit planned. He's got a USC official visit planned. He's working on uh, a couple of others that he plans to make. But he has said to me that he feels like Georgia will be the school that gets his final official visit. Um, I would look for Mikel Williams and Christian Miller to take their official visits together at that time and maybe even Tyree West to come jump in on that trip as well. Um, another name on this list to track is five-star inside linebacker Sean Murphy. Three-star safety Jake Pope out of Buford. Georgia's offered a couple players out of Buford in this 2022 class. Uh, the offensive lineman, another offensive lineman I really like is Quayshawn Sapp, Lee County in Leesburg, Georgia. 
Um, Shamar Stewart out of uh, Opelika, Florida. He's another five-star top 10 prospect. Um, we need to see what happens there with Georgia and Stewart um, discussing when, when he would quickly need to see Georgia. I think he would want to see Georgia once visits open. It will be key for me to see if Georgia can get an official visit and an unofficial visit from Shamar Stewart in the month of June. Um, Antonio Williams is one of those playmaking receivers. I think Georgia desperately needs in this uh 2022 cycle. He's out of Irmo, South Carolina. Last name on the list is Kamari Wilson. Kamari's the nation's number one safety. He's at out of ING Academy in Bradenton. Uh, Kamari's actually making his decision on April the 1st. Now, he announced he would make his decision on April the 1st, but for anybody that has a curious mind or at least a objective mind, like a, the way my reporter uh, brain is built, uh, you always kind of throw a little, raise a little eyebrow about any recruit saying they're going to make their decision known on April the 1st. Uh, let's flash a couple of uh, timelines for major prospects. Four-star running back Jordan James can make his decision at any day, um, at any time. Uh, five-star safety Malachi Starks. I think he will be a free safety for, Georgia, for Georgia or Alabama or Clemson, whichever school he decides. Um, um, Georgia might also try to play him a little bit on offense, although I think Malachi's best skill set there would be at, um, at as a free safety. Um, he's that athletic. He's that physical. He can cover, he can run, and he can tackle in space. Obviously, Sunday, we mentioned it earlier, four-star linebacker Jalen Walker is also making his decision. Um, Georgia would certainly like to add two high-character individuals this week, like Malachi Starks and Jalen Walker, uh, to their 2020 class. And as we said earlier with our update on Emory Floyd, Emory Floyd has a tentative date for May the 7th, but don't be surprised if that, if that one changes. Uh, Malachi told me, I mean, excuse me, Emory Floyd told me that that one was up in the air, kind of 50-50 about whether he keeps that visit. Um, quick breakdown, Georgia is number four nationally, still one guy on offense, that's the Gunner Stockton. Seven recruits in the class now on defense, seven recruits in state, the only one of the eight commitments that is out of state would be Big Bear Alexander. Folks, I continue to put up on forum.dognation.com, giving you my thoughts on Big Bear Alexander. I think it's going to be extremely hard for a school to flip Big Bear Alexander away from the University of Georgia. Um, the five-star commits in this class and the top 50 commits in this class are still Gunnar Stockton and Dayon Bowie. Dayon Bowie is a guy whose stock just continues to rise. He's had a very good seven-on-seven -seven spring season. Folks, that's what we wanted to show you guys for our um, kind of stroll through um, the numbers about what's going on. Let's take a quick look at a few things. Um, we mentioned Walter Nolan early in our show. This is our online chatter spot. And folks on Facebook right now, if you have a question, um, feel free to drop a question right now. I see Shelton Tucker, Brett Hunton, uh, Hugh Nash. I'm glad to see that you made it um, to the feed as well. Steve Weimar. Um, got some Tom Crean talk in here. We got Steve Rogers in the house, uh, Matt Talley in the house, got a lot of people watching. So, uh, um, you guys have a question, drop it right now in the Facebook feed. And, uh, if you guys are just joining us or if you guys are on YouTube right now, we'd like to extend a dog nation apology, having some serious, uh, kind of technical issues today. We weren't able to stream our show tonight on both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we hope to get that corrected and we were trying as, uh, best as we could kind of hunkering down in our living room control rooms, trying to find a way to get the show up and running on both, <clears throat> on both Facebook and YouTube. 
just weren't able to do that. And that kind of resulted in a maybe a 30 minute delay in starting our show tonight. Um, the tweet I want you to bring up is, um, and it, guys, I'm just trying to, if it sounds like I'm stuffed up or not, I'm not, I'm actually kind of doing this show back on my back deck for the first time in years. And maybe it feels like a year. So like, I'm, it's kind of dark outside now. So I'm trying not to pop that, you know, broadcast I'm on the air type voice out there and just kind of make sure I don't have any dogs barking at me or keeping my neighbors up because we did start, we did start the show 30 minutes later. Um, but the first tweet I want you to bring, I want you to bring to your attention is Walter Nolan. Uh, Walter Nolan recently tweeted out this. I think he tweeted this out earlier today. Um, he's going to condense his top 10 into a top eight. He, again, Walter Nolan has already told us, he told dog nation at the Under Armour event on Sunday that Georgia will be getting an official visit as well. Look at that top eight coming soon right there for Walter Nolan. Uh, The next tweet I want to show you is I want you to call attention to this tweet from the Under Armour All-American game. I want your eyes to focus in on the gentleman on the right, the one that's skying in the right. That would be Lebius LT Overton. Um, that's the number one player in the class of 2023. He's out of Milton High School. And if you see this image right here from Under Armour, um, it's a bunch of their campers working out at the game. The guy on the right, it looks like he's clearing. Um, he could probably jump over about two fire hydrants stacked together. That is Lebius LT Overton. He looked great at the Under Armour camp on uh, Sunday. He's the nation's number one overall prospect for 2023. He's just a sophomore. Look at him catching all that air right there. Um, had 21 and a half sacks as a sophomore for class 7A Milton on um, in 2020. My simple opinion about LT Overton is this, kind of a cross between Chase Young and, and Julius Peppers, not quite as big as Julius Peppers. Um, but to me, I think he's the, big, he's the best recruiting prospect regardless of class in the country right now. That's the 2022, the 2023, or the 2024 cycle. We're going to have an interesting update coming with Lebius Overton um, very soon on dognation.com. We were probably going to write that one tonight, but I was so intrigued to make sure I wrote the A.J. Harris story. I don't know if you saw that tonight on Dog Nation. To me, A.J. Harris is um, kind of a solid gold prospect, the same kind of rarefied air. I kind of would put a guy like Malachi Starks and some of the best, um, biggest targets Georgia has ever went after. That guy is made of some very uh, impressive moral fibers, great playmaker. I think that camp, A.J. Harris, went from um, a guy that was probably one of the better DBs in the South for 2023 to perhaps one of the best top five DBs in the country for 2023 and one of the best DBs in the country already. That's how much his stock has soared over the last two months. Um, We told you guys about um, those official visits coming and just check out these official visits edits. Let's roll through them. First, you got denial and more set. That guy's out of uh, Brookwood High School, another 7A school in Georgia who fared very well as a junior in the highest classification of Georgia high school ball big time connections to a lot of these names that we'll be visiting. Um, he's been playing uh, either postseason or all-star ball with, um, with Gunner Stockton for the last couple of years right there. Look at him right there making his official visit. Next one on the list, rapid fire. Let's just rip those through. You got Kojo Antwi right there. Also same weekend, same hustle link crowd. Those guys are going to be there. Kojo Antwi and then, 
Also, you've got Oscar Delp, nation's number one tight end. Kojo Antwi is a top 100 prospect. Oscar Delp and Kojo Antwi, uh, those guys hang out all the time. They're good friends. They're going to be making their official visits together to the University of Georgia. Uh, both Delp and Antwi have very busy um, schedules and itineraries, lots of frequent flyer miles they're going to soak up, no doubt. Um, those guys um, – are planning to uh, move swiftly through their recruitments. Delp says he wants to wait until um, some games get going, but I think a lot of those um, official visits in the summer will certainly help shape up his decision. Kojo Ant- Kojo Antwi knows he wants to make his decision on July the 5th. So Kojo is coming. Kojo is coming quick. Um, one other tweet I want to bring up to your attention right here. This is um, – Somebody named Sintel tweeted this out. I don't know who that guy might be. I hope he knows what he's talking about. Um, but um, I want you to see Kai and Lee right here. Kay and Lee right here. Um, as good as AJ Harris was for everybody that evaluated guys on Sunday, the actual Under Armour All American in All American Atlanta Tour Stop MVP, the DB MVP was Kai and Lee. We wrote about him last Friday on DogNation.com. Folks, if Georgia would be so fortunate to, to get a commitment and sign Lee and A.J. Harris in the class of 2023, those would be the two best DBs I think they've ever signed in one class under Kirby Smart. When all the rankings for these guys get going, this is what's different, guys, about COVID recruiting and this COVID evaluation cycle. Neither one of those guys have any stars or rankings yet on any of the services, but they've got all the big offers already, and those rankings will certainly change there um, once – the latest evaluations come out. Um, and this is a, this is what I try to do a lot of times. Um, I try to give you a um, before the hedges only piece of Intel, um, something that's going on. First of all, this hasn't shown up on the forum. This hasn't shown up on dognation.com. I want to point you to these two tweets. The first one, um, we're going to go to Sam Okanola. He is um, out of Thayer Academy in Boston, Massachusetts. Get this. Um, he's a 2020 recruit. He's a three-star prospect. He's about 6'4 and about 250. Um, Samuel Okanola uh, out of Thayer Academy in Boston. Um, interesting story there. Samuel's got a lot going on. Very athletic, very twitchy um, type. Um, I, believe, um, I believe his country of origin, I want to say, uh, I, I know it's obviously from the African continent, but I don't want to I'm only like 90% sure, so I don't want to throw that out. But he is part of a pair of brothers that are at um, Thayer Academy. Sam is the 2022 defensive end. And then I think the the tweet that's coming up right here is Samson. That's the 2023 offensive tackle. Now, Samson is in the 2023 class. He's already 6'6", about 295. He's in the class of uh, 2023. Both of them picked up Georgia offers over the last four or five days. Sam is a 2022 defensive end, and Samson is a 2023 offensive lineman. I think the tweet that's up right now is you see a picture of Samson, and look at that length right there, seven feet, one inches. His wings go that long. You want to talk about the ability to block somebody from the tackle spot with wingspan like that? Um, that's certainly what caught Georgia's eye right there. A pair of brothers out of Boston. Um, very interesting there. If you want to think Georgia having luck in Boston, got to remember, Lewis Seen was a Boston native who went to prep school for his senior year at Trinity Christian and played with Deion Sanders um, in Texas. Uh, 
Uh, and then he went from there to the University of Georgia because he wanted to prove that he could play at a different level of ball than just Massachusetts area ball right there. But interesting question, interesting um, thing right there to watch. A pair of brothers, one's an offensive lineman, one's a defensive in outside linebacker that Georgia just extended offers to in the 20 – One's in the 2022 and one's in the 2023. Folks, we got a late start. That's why we tried to have some giddy up with our show tonight, have some pace to it. I think we got going at around 840 or so. Um, it's about 918. So I'm, got, I'm going to reserve the last four or five minutes of this show. Facebook only. You guys got questions. Be sure and drop them right now in the feed, and I'll do my best to answer them. A lot of thoughts about um, a lot of thoughts about um, Starks. Questions coming in on Starks. Now you guys know the way I roll as uh, my pit bull. Peaches jumps up behind me. Uh, definitely not going to do anything to spoil a man's moment or to uh, ruin things for the young man, especially any kid. Um, but I, I'll certainly say Georgia has recruited him as well as they possibly can. Uh, there are clear attachments to Georgia. He said it feels like family. Um, to me, my personal thoughts here is I think the decision comes down to either Georgia or Clemson. Um, I think family feel and familiarity will be very big right there. Um, Hugh Nash um, talks, talks to me about um, losing badges and re getting badges. Um, got some Tom Crean uh, thoughts in the uh, – in the feed tonight, James C. Marble brings up some top-notch five-star receivers in the 2022 class. James, you're absolutely right. That was the, the case before the George Pickens injury. Here's one thing I'll say about the George Pickens injury that I don't know if a lot of the quick analysis came out. Most of those people were focusing on the Georgia football team and which players would step up. Here's from a recruiting angle where it hurts Georgia because a lot of receivers were looking for Georgia to be dynamic, for Georgia to be explosive. They wanted to see in a 14, 13, 14, 15 game season for Georgia, they were thinking George Pickens might catch 70 balls for 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Now, those are Heidi projections because if you look at what George Pickens has done so far in his Georgia career, I think he only has about 11 touchdowns. He only has, I think, he only has, he only has one 100-yard game against an SEC opponent. That was Missouri last year when that JT Daniels connection was really cooking. And if you look at the really big games for George Pickens, Peach Bowl, that's Baylor, January. Um, then you had the, the – excuse me, the Sugar Bowl Baylor in January. Then you had the Peach Bowl Cincinnati in January. And then you had um, a game against Missouri in December. So a lot of his biggest performances have came outside of the SEC schedule or at least outside the bulk of SEC competition. The thing that hurts Georgia here with Pickens in my mind from a recruiting standpoint is, is a lot of recruits were looking at Georgia to be different, to be dynamic, to be explosive. Um, and Pickens was the best um, spear, the best tool in the toolbox in order to do so. So it will make Georgia a little less – high flying on offense than it could have been in 2021 with him, with a healthy George Pickens kind of just storming down the field. Um, but James, the point still remains. I agree with your point. 
We've said this all along for this class. I think Georgia needs to get three or four or five big play, big type receivers. But now I think the biggest attraction um, for Georgia to reel in those guys, for Georgia to catch the eyes by putting up a lot of 300 and 400 yard games and a lot of 150, 200 yard games from receiver. I think that um, the ability to do so there is blunted uh, to a great extent. So that means more, I think it's going to mean, I think it's going to be a lot more. I don't know if anybody can really count on Blaylock or Marcus Rose. I mean, Jack Saint just yet, at least to be anything, but you know, quality number two, number three receivers coming off their injuries. I think it puts a lot of the onus on Arian Smith, a lot of the onus on Jermaine Burton. Also the two biggest playmakers, I think in the passing game that also need to step up would be uh, Brock Bowers, just a freshman, very talented freshman. And then also Darnell Washington, the tight end. I will say I've heard very good things about um, Justin Robinson so far during this camp. I've also will say I've heard very good things about young quarterback um, Carson Beck so far during um, preseason spring practice. Um, got some people talking about badges, moose names. Oh man. Um, very nice of you to say moose, man. If we were still in the Kroger $50 gift card business, you'd probably, we'd probably try to squirrel you away one of those and get one of those. Even though I just said the keyword, uh, squirrel, um, one of our dog nation, uh, platform Xavier Brown thank you for your question um thank you for watching before the hedges as well um Brett Hunter hopefully I answered your question for me my big examples for the players that need to step up is you need to get amazing production out of uh Jermaine Burton and Arian Smith if you can tell me uh, somehow Georgia gets about 50 catches and about 800 yards and about seven touchdowns apiece from those two guys, that would definitely um, go a long way towards Georgia replacing a lot of that firepower in this class. James wants to know about five-star receiver potentials. I think Evan Stewart is a potential five-star receiver. I think Georgia's in the mix there for Evan Stewart, although I'm not really ready to put him on the uh, uh, top targets, top 12 yet, top 13 yet. Um, I also think that um, Kojo Antwi is going to wind up being a top 40, top 50 receiver probably as highly rated as a lot of guys like um, Burton, maybe even more so than Burton and Rosamie Jackson have been in the past. Um, uh, Jam Jamie Kennedy gets a question. I, I like this question. Jamie, how many top 100 defensive tackles does Georgia get in this class? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to splinter this question a little bit because I'm going to look at Mikel Williams, even though he's rated as a defensive tackle, I'm going to look at him as a defensive end. Um, I think Georgia's probably going to wind up with about four or five top 100 defensive tackles in this class. Uh, Mike PSR, that's a nice thought there. All the prayers, all the praying hands for uh, uh, Pickens. Uh, Hugh Nash gives us some, a Game of Thrones references right there that says Starks will not breach the wall to those Clemson wildlings. He stays home with the dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh Spud Haynes, uh, Georgia is definitely going after Travis Hunter. Everybody in the country is going after Travis Hunter. But you got to look at Travis Hunter like the Richard LeCount III of that Florida State class. He really wants to be a Seminole. I don't think, think he's going to deviate from that. And here's a little thing that um, you're going to see Florida State over the 2022-2023 classes, you're going to see an uptick for them. I think Florida State is going to be on the – on 
I think Florida State will be rising. I think it will affect Miami and Florida as well when Florida State can recruit with the big boys again. But I'm going to look for Florida State to get as many players and to be as highly rated as both Miami and Florida over the next two cycles. Uh, Moose Thames wants to uh, meet a girl in the profile pictures. Um, Brett Hunter, thank you. I'm going to give your comment a like right now. Um, Got to remember Karis Jackson as well. I think the thing with Karis is he's so solid um, and he's so talented. A lot of people just pencil him in to be the, you know, 40 catch, 600 yard, five touchdown guy, the guy that's going to do a lot of the dirty work, be a great, excellent blocker. I think it, the one thing that this does with Pickens is it gives Georgia the ability to spread the ball around a lot more. Um, I don't think Georgia in any way can be as an explosive an offense without George Pickens, but I think there are ways that um, provided you get better play from um, even better play from Burton. You see Karis Jackson take a leap and you take Arian Smith's game up a couple of notches from just the glimpses we saw in 2020. Um, I think if those pieces all fire on all good cylinders and Georgia can get some production out of Bowers and Washington, I think it's going to be a more diverse offense, and I think it can be a more efficient offense. Robert Barnes, you're exactly right. Uh, Justin Robinson has looked very good this, so far this spring. Um, all right, guys. Um yeah, you know, I, I've always been a huge uh, Justin fan to me, um, to me. And I, I want to tread carefully because this is a terrible injury to George Pickens. And um, heart goes out to him, his family, as they're struggling with this. I almost had a lump in my throat when I saw his Instagram story this afternoon where basically all he had was a black slate. And he said the word bye on his Instagram story. Um I think as Kendall Milton's father, Chris Milton put, that's a really tough headspace for him to be in right now. Um, struggling with his first major injury and really the first major patch of at least athletic adversity, adversity in his entire life. Um, but I'm going to say this because football is a next man up game. Georgia has moved on from injuries to Zamir White. Georgia has moved on from injuries to Todd Gurley. Georgia has moved on from injuries to Nick Chubb. There was always another guy, Keith Marshall. There was always another guy ready to move up into the forefront. Uh, I think that guy at the forefront of that is, is Justin Robinson. For me, uh, the closest facsimile to what George Pickens gives Georgia, I think that's Justin Robinson. And I think a lot of you fans are going to get the chance to see why Justin, despite all those rankings, was seen as a priority alpha target for Georgia in that 2020 signing class. I think he has all the ability in the world. He's got a great work ethic. Uh, he's got a great head on his shoulders. Um, he's always been very physical receiver, very relentless in the weight room, got lots of ball skills. And I think um, the sad part about this, um, you know, when Dominic Blaylock went down, it created opportunities for other guys last year, created more opportunities for Jermaine Burton. Um, I think that's just what football is all about. It is a next man up culture in a very physical and violent game. Um, uh, 
All right, guys, that is a night. Um, thank you guys for joining us on Before the Hedges. I really appreciate the support for you guys that are now watching this program on a replay back on YouTube. I hope we were able to answer a lot of your questions. I hope you were um, excited to hear a little bit from Walter Nolan and also to hear from Malachi Starks on the eve of his decision. Certainly appreciate you guys joining us on, a, I guess, a delay feed. We're certainly sorry about that. And we once again want to thank Kroger. Join us. If you guys like the program, uh, how about a like? How about a share across your timeline? Um, I know we started in a late hour, but I thank you guys for all hanging out with all of us. It was a, with our deepest apologies that we're sorry about the uh, technical difficulties we had, which made us start late. Uh, we definitely do not want to make a habit out of all that. Something to think about tomorrow. Let me tease some programs. You got Brandon at 10 a.m. talking the latest on George Pickens. Brandon also went live today. Um, after the George Pickens news, you guys got to hear from Brandon at that time. Um, tomorrow, we've got the Malachi Starks decision. We will be live from Jefferson, Georgia in Jackson County. Whether he chooses Alabama, Clemson, or Georgia, that is a major story for Dog Nation to follow tomorrow. Um, and all of this tonight, all these special messages, all this information, all this intel, that's been brought to you by Kroger. You guys pass by a Kroger store, maybe stop in and fill up your pantry, whatever you might need, whether it's some snacks. I'm going to give a big Dog Nation shout out to Kroger. I know so many people in my friend sphere, in my network sphere, that have been able to find a way to get their their COVID-19 shots um, online through the Kroger website. If anybody got their shots um, via Kroger, anybody knows somebody that um, got their shots via Kroger um, and recently, how about a thumbs up in the feed if you feel so inclined. But anyway, this has been Before the Hedges on Dog Nation where we talk about all the players and prospects on their way to play between the hedges before they get to the hedges. We've got a, had a lot of stuff to cover like we do every week. Um, big show tomorrow with Brandon. Big potential news for George in the 2022 class tomorrow. Tonight, all this has been brought to you by Kroger. For Jeff Sint I'm Jeff Sintel. For everybody else here at Dog Nation, especially that hard work and Michael Carvel that um, tried like Doc Brown in Back to the Future to get everything together with that lightning bolt and that clock tower so we can get all of our feeds going. Um, sometimes the lightning just doesn't strike, but we know we got our best efforts and we'll do the same each and every week, each and every Wednesday for you guys here at dognation.com. I'm Jeff. This has been Before the Hedges. Have everybody have themselves a great, Let's great go. night. And we'll see you tomorrow. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.